We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today, we welcome Danielle Nielsen to Business Matters. Danielle is a wealth advisor at Valley First, and today we're going to discuss. We're going to be discussing investment FOMO, so fear of missing out. So, um, Danielle, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Rob. It's a pleasure to be here today. No problem. So, so over the last couple of years. You know, we've seen a lot of like swings in several areas. So people are probably familiar in our market with housing, uh, but, you know, stocks. And we we're just talking before we jumped on cryptocurrencies and NFTs, to name a few. We've all heard the success stories. And some of us might be sitting back going, oh, man, did we miss out? Or, you know, we're a little anxious to get into this. So we're going to dive into sort of that discussion about, you know, how we missed out and what should we be looking for? But before we do, um, I'm curious just, you know, to learn a little bit more of what's your world look like, you know, over the last year or so, what have you been seeing and hearing from investors? And, um, you know, is there a lot of anxious? Is there a lot of, uh, you know, people that are unsure of what to do? What are you hearing and seeing? Yeah. So I, you know, I'm, I've honestly been seeing the whole range. So anywhere from anxiety and uncertainty all the way to people thinking, oh, this is a great time to do it now. Right. Um, you know, depending on where the markets were at the time, um, you know, there were times where the market had dipped a little bit or a lot. Yeah. And then there were times where it had swung up. So, I mean, depending on where it was, what it was doing, you know, a full range of emotions with, with members for sure. Right. For sure. And, and what is your role? So you're, you're, you're a wealth advisor. I believe that's your title. Is that correct? Yes. So what does your role entail? Like what does wealth advisor mean and how do you work with your members? Okay. So basically we do a team approach here at Valley first because we want to really look at the holistic um, situation of all of our members. So we, we do offer a team approach. So there's my role here. I generally deal with planning and assisting members with their future goals and, um, and, and together with other specialists. So I also do offer lending to the members that I that do have wealth with, with us. Uh, but we've also got other specialists such as a life insurance advisor. We've got commercial specialists. We've got um, senior financial advisors. So we all kind of work hand in hand, in hand with our members to help them achieve their goals. So yeah, my, my main role is planning with our members. Yeah, I think that's one thing that's always come to the forefront for me. We, we, I've had a few of these interviews or discussions with Valley First Advisors and how important the team is. And, and it's mm -hmm. in, even though we're talking to one person today, but you have this team of experts. And if you go to the website, you see that as well. And it sounds like you could pull these people in depending on the need of your, of your, of your member, whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So how, how long have you been at Valley First? I know we were chatting about that earlier. Mm -hmm. So how long have you been at Valley First? 
So I'm coming up to a year on March 1st. Um, oh. it's, it's been a wonderful time. I love this organization. Um, I'm not just saying that because we're on the <laughs> here and Valley First is sponsoring it. I love this organization. I've uh, come from the credit union system. I've been in the system for, well, since the mid-90s. And we moved up to uh, Kelowna for a lifestyle change from the coast. So um, Valley First has been an amazing fit for myself and my family. So you're coming up on a year anniversary, so there's going to be some cake. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I do like cake if they offer it. Yeah. So you you mentioned that before you joined Valley First, your background is in banking and, and specifically credit unions. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Where were you on the Lower Mainland? Where did you where did you move? Where did you guys move up from? Uh, we moved from Langley. Most recently okay. was from Langley. So I was with Alder Grove Credit Union for six years as a branch manager. I was with Van City prior to that in many different roles. Um, I've been in wealth for a number of years, so I've, I've done kind of almost every type of role you can think of in the in the retail branch system. So I'm curious, I'm, I'm always curious, like what, if we rewind back, you know, back a few years, what got you into sort of banking and credit, like what attracted you to the industry? Was it just, did you start as a, yeah, you know, it's a job out of school and then you kind of grew or, you know, how, how, how did... Or is banking in your blood? Sometimes it's family or, you know, how did you get into that? You know, it's funny. You mentioned that it was with my grandma. I used to go with her to do her banking on Thursdays <laughs> after school. Yeah. And I used to go and do her banking. And I always was intrigued by what they did um, up with at the teller with it and things like that. So I think I knew from early on that I really wanted to be in financial services. Right. Um, and then, um, you know, out of high school, I went to accounting uh, at the college and, you know, realized that, no, I really want to be helping one-on-one -on -one with members and achieve their goals. I, I just, that was really important to me. And it sounds like you've worked a few roles within sort of credit unions and which is great because you're, mm -hmm. you're able to kind of, you know, pulled experiences and from all different areas. So I, I'm curious, given that you, you know, you've over the career of worked in all these different roles, but, and you've kind of hinted at a little bit, but what, what do you love about what you do? Cause you know, you, you got a smile on your face. You, you said you love Valley first. Like what is it about what you do that really excites you and, 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 get, and makes you happy about what, you know, you're being in the office and working with members? You bet. I, honestly, I'm passionate about helping people to achieve their goals, building plans, putting them together, um, together. You know, I, I'm not just building a plan myself. We're, we've got input from, from the member and, and what's important to you and, you know, how can we do this? How can we make this happen for you? And seeing those plans come to fruition really excites me. That's awesome. So I know we're supposed to be talking about investing. So we'll, we'll switch focus a little bit and jump into that. So um, from the last couple of years have been very, I would assume I'll use the word different. It's fair to say. Um, mm -hmm. But from an investment standpoint, why have the last couple of years been so different for you? Like, what are some areas that you can focus on there? Yeah, no, for sure. And and they have been. I mean, I'd say tumultuous is is even not even a great describer descriptor of of what's happened. There's been a lot of volatility in in many different facets. You know, the pandemic coming in, obviously, illness. Um, you know, people getting ill or or passing. 
Um, those situations have created a lot of uncertainty, right. uh, which has created market volatility. And, you know, the government really wanted, you know, through, through this process, they wanted to avoid a recession right. if possible. Um, they wanted to spark the economy because it was so uncertain. So, I mean, they lowered the interest rates, they bought up bonds to influx cash into the markets, you know, and over the past two years, you can see the markets, you know, have performed above average for the most part. So I, those are really the biggest things that I've seen happen. So that we, we talked earlier about what in the intro about people that might feel like they've missed out. So mm -hmm. for those that are sort of, we'll say on the sidelines or maybe haven't really, you know, how are, how do you think they're feeling right now? Well, I think they're, I mean, obviously I don't know for sure, but I feel like they're feeling uncertain uh, because, you know, the market was, you know, really increasing, but now it's kind of decreased, tempered a little bit. Do I get in? Do I stay out? Um, just anxiety, um, you know, and, and investors that are actually in it, you know, what is going to happen? When is this pandemic going to end? So just, you know, uncertainty for sure. So what do you say to those people, like the people that are maybe listening today and, and are, 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 they're like checkbox on all the stuff you're saying, uncertainty, anxiety, have we missed out? So what do you say to those people to alleviate maybe some of that feeling of, you know, we might have missed out? I mean, because yeah. I feel, I mean, I think that in the market, you can always say you missed out, you know, what I mean? like there's always opportunity and not, but I know that the last couple of years have been probably unlike many, but what do you say to like, how do you, how do people alleviate? How can you, what can you say to alleviate some of that feeling of missing out? Yeah, for sure. And a hundred percent, there are many that feel that way. And you're right. I mean, there, I think you can say that anytime right. really that you feel like you've missed out. But I think honestly, the very first thing that I think they should do is talk to a professional, talk to them, talk to them, let them know what your, what your goals are. Let them know what your what you have in mind, why you feel the way you feel, you know, find somebody that you can trust to talk about those sensitive issues to you. I think that's the first step, right. you know, and from there you can chart a path forward. And that, and that's fair. I think that's one area that sometimes, you know, this is such investment is such a big part of someone's life when you think if they're planning for retirement or planning maybe to purchase something or kids there's there's all as you go through life there's all different reasons why you're investing or saving money um so you know you don't have to do it alone <laughs> you know exactly there are, there are people like yourself and other advisors that you can go and talk to and and, and and help build sort of that strategy and alleviate some of those roller coasters and anxiety that you get where you get a state and you're like, oh my gosh, what just happened? The world's end. You're like, no, it's okay. Like it's going to come back. <laughs> yeah, you can have those discussions. So, so right. what strategies should, you know, should people be taking to ensure that they are reaching their, their investment goals? Well, you know, we talked about this before too, like, but being mindful of risk, right. Yeah. As well. Totally. So, you know, of course, with everybody, there's not a one size fits all solution. Of course, but I think that, again, you know, I'll bring it back to speaking with a professional. Um, you know, you want to talk to them in order to balance your comfort level with your expectations. Because if your comfort level isn't, you know, aggressive, you don't want to be in an aggressive situation. Right, right. So, 
right? So just having an end goal in mind and building that plan together again, like I say, um, but yeah, just, just tempering your comfort level with your expectations is really important. So I'm assuming you've been having the last year, you've been having a lot of discussions with members who are maybe are nervous about the market yeah. swing. So what, what do you say to them? Like what, what's, what's some of the discussions you've had with your members? Yeah, for sure. So what I've, you know, you know, I do understand how you can have those feelings for sure. If you open up that statement, you're like, what happened? <laughs> I, I tend to keep it a, a consistent communication with members. If things are going a little bit wacky in the market, I think it's important to have that open communication so that they don't open the statement and go, what the heck happened? That's, that's always the goal, right? But they got to keep that end goal in mind. And when the plan is built, I mean, fluxes are built in to that plan, right? So having them understand that those fluxes are built into the plan and, and yeah, just making sure you're communicating. How often do you, how often do you communicate with your members? And I'm sure it's not, again, back to, I'm sure not everybody's the same, but do you right. have set like quarterly or yearly meetings or how, how's that communication work with members? You bet. So depending on the members, depending on their preference, for sure, I'll have quarterly, biannually or annual meetings. However, when there are different things happening in the market, I will make a point to contact those members that I know might have those feelings. Right. Because you know? yeah, I would assume everyone's different. Some people. Yeah. I'm one of them. I, I don't look at my statements every month because it's, it's not it's not worth it, right? Because you're in for the long haul, and, and it's yeah. you know, my mindset. But not everyone's like that. Someone that's maybe retiring or close to retiring, yeah. they are looking at their statement every month because they're thinking, "Oh my gosh, like yeah. I'm I'm going to be done work, and this has to work." So I get everyone's going to be different, right? For sure, and just knowing your members is key, right? right. Knowing your members and knowing their feelings, and you know, is is important to know when when to reach out for those yeah. situations. Before we jumped on, you told me you're not an expert in cryptocurrency. No, uh, but <laughs> we 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 typically all hear about you know I say the latest and greatest, right? You always hear about you know the millions people made off the new the new latest and greatest thing like an NFT cryptocurrency. There's a whole bunch. You can penny stock. You can you can find it anywhere. Yeah. So it causes that confusion at time for investors. And I, and I think, I believe social media has actually, you know, fueled that because you, you know, there's, there's people in there that are, look at all the millions, it's get rich quick sort of schemes and stuff for in it. Right. A lot of margin. So how do you, so how do you know, like from an investor point of view, what do you say to someone like, how do you know where to put your dollars and what you should be mindful of? Like, is there anything that, you know, because you don't, like you said, you got to balance the risk too, right. On that side of it. So. Yeah, for sure. So like I said, everybody's different. So, you know, in, in an initial discovery meeting, you are going to look at their risk profile, their particular, um, you know, how they're feeling about certain things. And you, you determine whether they're conservative, kind of middle of the road, more aggressive. From there is where you can start to research and make some recommendations right. based on what their risk profile is and their investment objectives, their time horizon. Yeah. So much that goes into it. <laughs> it's so not much that goes, I can't just say, oh, somebody yeah. comes in and says, hey, I want to put 
100,000 crypto. Okay, wait a minute. Let's let's have a conversation. Let's find out what your goals are. Let's find out a lot more. Let's dig deeper here. You don't have a button on your computer that says get rich quick and you push a button and is a program spews it out? I mean, you could put a button on there, but it wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny, and hopefully I don't get this wrong, but I believe Warren Buffett said once, is like that someone asked him how he became wealth and he's like, in the stock market, and he said, I always sold too early. <laughs> and, and I thought that was interesting. It always stuck with me. And I'm pretty sure it was him. It, and I think, you know, obviously what he's saying is like people sometimes you, you know, with the, you, you got to know when, and it's okay that you didn't, you know, you didn't ride out the full wave, but you don't want to, mm. you don't want to ride off the crash either. So I thought that yeah. was interesting. So yeah, interesting. exactly. Um, I do have a couple more questions I want to ask, but before um, we do that, I'm going to take a little bit of a, let's say left or right turn, whatever one we're going to go and just, we're going to get, we're going to have some fun. We're, we do a thing called, would you rather? So this is our third time we've done this. So I'm going to ask you a question about, would you rather do this or that? And uh, see what you say. So we're going to have 10 of these. Oh, we're going to get to know you a little bit more. So these are okay. Fun. All right. So would you, this is uh, considering we're talking about investing, would you rather have more money or would you rather have more time? I think I'd rather have more time. Would you rather? I mean, money's nice. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd rather have more time. It doesn't buy time, right? It's mm -hmm. one thing it doesn't buy. So, would you rather only be able to whisper or only be able to shout all the time? <laughs> oh, wow, that's quite. Uh, I'd probably whisper. Yeah, I'm with I'd you there. Whisper. I would with you there. So, would you rather be forced to dance every time you heard music, or be able to force to sing along every time you heard a song? Oh, I'd probably sing. Thing, yeah. <laughs> Not well, but I would yeah, probably right. sing. I'm, I'm with you, but no one wants to see me dance. No, me um, neither. <laughs> would you rather be a character in the last movie you watched, or would you rather be a character in the last book you read? Oh, in the book. In, in the, the book, book I read. Yeah. Something came to mind real quick there. I right see. away. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you rather travel the world for the for the year, all expense paid for, or have forty thousand dollars given you to you right now and say do whatever you want with it? No question, travel the world, all expenses paid for an entire year. No yeah. question. <laughs> this is this is a question that there's 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 been lots of discussion about. So would you rather only be use a fork forever, or would you only be able to use a spoon forever? Spoon. You're a spoon person. <laughs> I'm a spoon person. <laughs> uh, would you rather be a famous director or a famous actress? Actress. Go to Hollywood? Sure. Um, Why not? Would you rather have to wear a clown wig all the time or clown shoes all the time? Probably the wig. The wig. Yeah. Probably, I'd, I'd probably stumble, fall on my feet with those clown shoes. So I'd rather have a wig too to, so I could have hair. <laughs> um, would you rather be able to speak to animals or know what other people are thinking? Speak to animals. I don't think I want to know what other people are thinking. I don't either. That could get ugly. <laughs> that could get scary. Yeah. And yeah. I think you might have already answered this question. The last one was, would you rather have cake for dessert or cookies for dessert? Ooh, I mean, I do like cake, but I'd love a good cookie. I'll go with the okay. cookie. What's your go-to cookie? Chocolate chip. Uh, mine's ginger, gingerbread. Oh, those are good too. I'm in. Awesome. Well, thank you for playing along. <laughs> So those were interesting more. questions <laughs> um we're, we're a couple more questions so for people that are listening or watching 
um, who may not have an advisor, maybe have never even thought about going to work with an advisor. What does that relationship look like? What would like, uh, and be, if you could speak to even, I'm even curious on like what that first meeting and first encounter with an advisor looks like. Can you speak about that relationship a little bit? For sure. So, I mean, the most important thing about relationship with a member and advisor um, is, is it's gotta be built on trust. There's a lot of sensitive information being shared and you've gotta feel comfortable uh, to share that type of information. Um, so an, an initial meeting is, is what we call a discovery meeting. So basically what I want to know, I wanna know what's important to you, what your top goals are, not only what's important to you financially, but you know, in your family or your personal life, um, just so that we can, when we you know, do get through with the discovery, we can find a way to you know, build what's your plan specific to you and your personal interests. You know, if you've got hobbies you want to be able to do in retirement or you know, just different things. So I think it's just really being built on trust. Um, because you do have to share a lot of sensitive information. Yeah. So the flip side, so we people might be listening that actually are working with an advisor, but you know, for me, I think it's important that you align with your advisor. And, and you know, if I look at sort of the history of our company, uh, we say that having advisors, like, and I, and I would say accountant, lawyers, financial advisors that we align with were a really big reason for the success because we trusted, we were able to pick up the phone, go to a meeting, we, we knew they'd be honest. We, and we got along for lack of a better word, but they were right. also the ability to, to challenge us and, and, and make those, help us make those tough decisions. So for those who are watching right. who do have an advisor, are there any tips or advice you can give to ensure that they are aligned or they have the right advisor that-, that Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So I, I think, you know, with advisors, I mean, knowledge and experience are table stakes, right? You've got to have, knowledge and your experience but I think um, you know looking for a good fit or making sure you're a good fit making sure if you're the member um, to to be transparent to be honest you know um, with with your financial information because without without the full picture we can't build the right plan for you without the full picture so just you know being open with your advisor um, making sure you feel comfortable with them, you know, uh, and, and, and knowing that your advisor, if you fit and you click, you know, they do have a vested interest in, in your success. You know, we really want to see you succeed. We want to help you get there the best way we can. And like you had just said, sometimes it is a difficult conversation. Sometimes there might be something you have to cut out of your budget right. in order to see the goal for the future come to fruition. Right. So no, yeah. no more Starbucks every morning is what you're saying? Well, depends. <laughs> <laughs> Did you win the lottery? I don't know. <laughs> um, last question I have. So people might have other questions. We might have covered, I know we only have a little bit, you know, it, these go these times go fast and I might have not covered things that someone might have questions on. But what do you recommend they do? Is there a way they can reach out to an advisor or someone at the branch if they have questions uh, that I we might have not covered or answered? Uh, for sure. I mean, if, if, if you deal with somebody at Valley First, definitely give somebody there a call. Um, if you don't deal with somebody at Valley First and you're looking to, I mean, give, give, come on into the branch. We're always happy to see you um, or give us a call. 
you know, but we're always here to help and our team is amazing. That's awesome. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for taking the time today and, and talking so uh, and sharing some great information. I know that I mentioned we live in, in some interesting times when it comes to sort of the investment side. And I think that's, to me, it's just more important than ever to ensure you get proper advice when you're investing and, and there, you know, and work with, you know, people like yourself, advisors that that eat, sleep, and breathe this, that we can, you know, make sure that we're doing the right thing. So thank you so much for joining us and, and sharing some information today. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, Rob, for having me. It's it's a pleasure. And I, I'm truly grateful for the opportunity to talk today. No problem. Well, thank you so much. Uh, and everybody else, uh, thank you for joining us today. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you for tuning into Business Matters. Thanks, Danielle. Thanks. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive.